Okay, Season 1, Episode 86, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Acts Chapter 11, Verses 1 Through 30. Okay, I uh, mentioned that I switched from my iPad to what I am more used to and have used for like 15 years in teaching is the PowerPoint. I think it'll keep me on track better. It's a little more... Uh, anyway, it's, I think it's going to work out great. But, um, okay, so I found a uh, introduction that I used to use in uh, when I taught the Bible at Florida Christian School. So I, uh, I wanted to go over the Schofield's introduction. Uh, it dates back to 1917, and so I, I kind of like a 100-year-old uh, commentary, in this case, uh, introduction, which is not inspired by God, uh, although it does refer to Scripture some. Anyway, introduction to the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Writer of the Acts of the Apostles is Luke, the beloved physician. He continues the account of Christianity begun in the Gospel, which bears his name. So Luke wrote two books of the Bible, uh, the Gospel of Luke, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all sh the world should be taxed, probably the most famous Christmas story in the Bible, Luke chapter 2. Um, a, a great genealogy that goes all the way back to Adam and includes Mary. Uh, uh, well, Matthew includes Mary also. But uh, the, the, there's two genealogies, one in Matthew and one in Luke. The one in Matthew only goes back to Abraham. The one in Luke goes all the way back to, to uh, Adam, which is very interesting. Maybe we'll talk about it sometime. Um, uh, he starts off the book of Acts talking about his former treatise, which was the Gospel of Luke. Uh, he tells what Jesus, in the Gospel of Luke, he tells what Jesus began both to do and to teach in Acts. He says he continues to do he he enacts what Jesus continues to do and to teach through the Holy Spirit is set down is is recorded. Okay, the date of Acts uh, includes concludes with the Acts of Paul's earliest ministry in Rome, where he it's that sounds kind of confusing because it's at the end of Paul's life where he appeals uh, to Caesar because he's a Roman when the Jews want to kill him. In Jerusalem, he appeals to Caesar and he spends his last days in Rome um, and is, according to, uh, martyred there. And uh, we'll leave it at that. All right, so um, Schofield points to two chief parts of the book of Acts. I would say there's three. So I'll go up against Schofield on this one. But anyway, when we get to, when I get to heaven, maybe I'll talk to him about it. The first section, uh, chapters 1 through 9, Peter is pr the prominent personage. I would argue he's still the prominent person in 10 and 11, and, tr and then Paul comes back in 12. He comes back in 11, but not really in a ministry role, at least not one that's recorded by Luke. Uh, Peter is prominent personage 
And so what I would say is that starting in chapter uh, 10, 11, 12, uh, P- Paul is mentioned, but he is sent in, in chapter 10, he is sent to Tarsus. He, he saved on the road to Damascus, just outside of Damascus, because it sounds like they walk into Damascus. And then he comes back to Jerusalem because they want to kill him in Damascus. And he gets to Jerusalem, and they want to kill him in Jerusalem, so he is sent because he's he's a heretic to the to the unbelieving Jews. He was their man. He was persecuting. He scattered Jewish believers out of Judea and as far as Antioch, which is in Asia Minor. And uh, now he's become one of them. So he is uh, super hated. So anyway, um, so I would say there's three portions. The first section is all about Peter. The middle section, uh, 10, 11, 12, is about uh, Peter, but Paul is is talked about in each of those chapters, but he's sent to uh, Tarsus, back to his home in Asia Minor, uh, on the northeast shore of the Mediterranean. If you can picture the Mediterranean, if you look at the, the eastern portion of the Mediterranean, it reminds me of a, a ship cutting into the land, if you will. And he is in the, in the top corner of that Tarsus is of, of that ship. That's just the way I was taught to me by a professor of mine at uh, Tampa Bay Bible College. And uh, he taught Hebrews and he taught uh, geography, which was a really, he was an awesome teacher. And his name escapes me right now. I hope he's not offended, but I try not to use last names anyway. So anyway, Peter is a prominent personage in in the first half of Acts, in the second half, it switches to Paul. Paul is prominent in the second half. And uh, so, but he's not very prominent in 10 and 11 because he is sent back to, in 10, he he's prominent, or 9, he's prominent when he uh, gets converted and, and gets run out of, you know, they have to lay him down a basket out of, the city of Damascus, and, he, and Barnabas takes him to Jerusalem. He meets the apostles. He preaches again very boldly to the point where they want to kill him. The Pharisees want to kill him in, or the high priest wants to kill him in, in Jerusalem. So they have to get him to Tarsus, his hometown, where I guess he's a Roman citizen and protected or whatever, so for a couple of years. He's taught by Jesus Christ in the wilderness for two years. If I'm not mistaken. It also talks about him going to a school in Bible college. We used to say that Paul went to Bible college, a school of somebody's name. Um, the president of my Bible college was Hank Lindstrom. But anyway, Paul is prominent. So I would say there's three, and that is Peter, then Paul in Tarsus, which he doesn't do much as far as Luke is concerned in the book of Acts. And then he comes back in 13, and starting in 13, it's all about Paul. And Peter takes a back seat. But Peter's bold as a lion. And and today you might understand why, uh, well, he should not have, 
not eating with the Gentiles in Antioch when James came, but I'm telling you, this this is a deep-seated Jewish prejudice against anybody that's not Jewish, which is everybody everybody else is called a Gentile. So, or, well, I, I've asked our Arabs Gentiles because they are children of Abraham, but, but anyway, I think I looked that up one time and said, good question. Um, they're... Arabs of Arabia are circumcised as children of Abraham because that was an Abrahamic covenant. Anyway, uh, a new center is established in Antioch. It's so far up to this point, all the missionaries are Jewish. They're scattered Jewish believers. There were 8,000 in two days, thanks to Peter's sermons. And uh, they've been scattered out thanks to Paul. I would say God, Paul, God used Paul to scatter the the missionaries out and uh, so uh, in the in Paul's section in the the ministry is chiefly to the Gentiles who had but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved and that's all yet Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly his faith is counted for righteousness so I'm, I was saved the same way Abraham was he thought that Isaac was the Messiah. We know that from the book of Hebrews. And he thought that God would raise him from the dead. He was willing to kill his, the promised son that would bless all nations of the world, all families of the world. And God said, no, I'll provide myself a lamb, which he did, both then and uh, 42 generations later with, with Christ. Anyway, um, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16.31 the events recorded in the book of Acts cover a period of 32 years. All right, so uh, Schofield's outline of chapter 11, Peter vindicates his ministry to the Gentiles. I mean, they attack him. You ate with Gentiles? In Acts chapter uh, 11, verses 1-2, right, right off the bat, they're jumping all over Peter as soon as they find out that he had anything to do with the Gentiles back in Jerusalem. Uh, the church in Antioch, uh, the the new name, it's the first time that believers are called Christians. And I think Antioch was was, a, was a, a Gentile place, but the the church that fled there was, the original church was, was Jewish. Started at Pentecost. The church at Antioch sends relief to Jerusalem. Okay, there's a there's a famine in chapter. Talks about a famine in chapter. A dearth, uh, uh, and and relief is sent to Jerusalem from from Antioch. From uh, Paul writes a lot of uh, different uh, churches and they, and talks about how they were good to send relief to Jerusalem. The apostles are still there. James is there. I don't think James ever leaves Jerusalem. You martyred there. Okay, so now we're going to take a look at um, Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 30. Acts chapter 11, verse 1. The apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And they were kind of shocked. That's my commentary. When Peter was come 
up to Jerusalem. And again, you always go up to Jerusalem. Caesarea is northwest of Jerusalem, but again, you're walking uphill. Thousands of feet, um, at least from the Jordan River and the Dead Sea, which is like a thousand feet below sea level. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision, i.e. the Jewish believers, contended with him. That means they argued with him. Thou wentest into men uncircumcised and did eat with them? But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance saw a vision. And a certain vessel descended as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners. If you can picture a sheet tied into four corners and let down in that way. I don't know if there were ropes or not. God doesn't need ropes to let a sheet down. But anyway, uh, maybe angels were holding the corners. I have no idea. But this was a vision anyway, so it doesn't matter. What let down from heaven by the four corners and it came even to me. So I guess he could look into the sheet, which I would assume would be kind of concave on top and convex on the bottom if you're into physics um, it came even or had any kind of education at all and it came even to me upon the which when I had fastened mine eyes I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things not too many kosher creeping things and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean at any time entered into my mouth. I've been very strict about what I eat, according to the laws of Leviticus. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And this was done three times. Peter gets important messages three times. Do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. All right. All were, okay, and this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. There were obviously some unclean animals inside this. A few pigs, I don't know what, you know, anything without a cloven hoof, uh, or, yeah, or uncloven hoof, what, I can't remember, I think it's uncloven, like a cow. Was a cow a cloven hoof? I don't know, I can't remember. I know a horse doesn't. Anyway, whatever, with all the rules, restrictions on unclean animals, um, you know, scales and, and, you know, catfish would have skin, so you can't eat that. Behold, immediately there were three men already come to the house where I was. 
sent from Caesarea about 10-15 miles north of Joppa. Everybody knows the geography of the area. Unto me. And he had been told that there were going to be men coming to get him. And that he should go with them. And the Spirit bade me to go with them. Nothing doubting. Uh, translators here believe it was the Holy Spirit, but the translation thing, because all the letters in the Greek alphabet are capitalized in the Bible. So when Spirit is capitalized, that's a translator based on the context. I would think that this is God speaking to him or God's Holy Spirit speaking to him. Um, Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me. These guys can tell you what I did. I mean, they can't tell you about the dream, I don't think, but I think he was alone on the roof, but but he can, they can tell you about what happened. <clears throat> and we entered into the man's house, and that man would be Cornelius, which we looked at in chapter 10. Excuse me, I had the cough drop, so I don't cough. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. And I should look it up again. I've looked it up so many times. I think a sermon surname is, is uh, a last name, but it could be just the opposite. I, can't, I think it's a last name. Who shall... Tell the words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, I think as they believed. Excuse me. Burp. As on us at the beginning back at Pentecost when we got the Holy Ghost. Mighty rushing wind, all that. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall baptize, shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So, they're just getting it figured out that the Holy Spirit comes at salvation when you believe. Um, it's starting to happen. And again, we, this could be a year after Pentecost. Um, but um, John the Bap- Baptist said that, that he would baptize with water but the Holy, the, the, Jesus would baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit and so he remembered these things which is you know the Holy Spirit bringing things into remembrance verse 17 for as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us the same thing happened to them that happened to us. They got the same Holy Spirit we did. Who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. What was I that I could withstand God? I couldn't, you know. I, I don't like the Gentiles any more than you did. But they got the Holy Spirit and God sure seems to like them a lot. So I can't stand against God. Remember Jesus said, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever... There's no respect of persons with God. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan, which is almost like worse than a Gentile. 
Anyway, verse 18. When they, the apostles and brethren, could be hundreds, when they heard these things, they held their peace. Good idea. Good, good, smart, smart apostles. And glorified God. They believed their brother Peter and the six people that went with him. Some of them, you know, I would have, maybe John would go with him. I don't know. Then hath God also saying, then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life, reconsideration unto life. That's what believing is. I, when I believed, I reconsidered. I thought you had to work your way to heaven. I believed, I repented of my very best works, my dead works. They're all dead. Whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all, Luke, uh, James 2.10. And hath, that then God hath also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. I think the life they're talking about here is eternal life. But still, this, this is so ingrained in the apostles, especially James, that, that well, Peter made a mis- whatever. Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles in Antioch, and, and uh, people like to bring that up, but P- P- Peter's a personal hero of mine. I don't think he did anything wrong. I, didn't th- I don't think he was cowardly when he cut off the man's ear that was the armed guard that was coming to take Jesus. He was ready to die with I think without question he was ready to die. You don't take on a, a troop of armed men with spears and sharpened sticks, whatever they had, because they weren't, it was a kind of a transitional period there. They really didn't have the authority to kill people. But anyway, Peter was ready to fight, but I don't think he was ready to be crucified. But he was later on. Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. And Peter's going to sit on 12 throne so uh, people that don't have anything good to say about Peter should reconsider that in my humble opinion okay verse 19 now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen which was uh, Pauline or Sauline Saul was uh, kind of in charge of that at least he kept the, the coats of them that threw the stones that killed Stephen. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice, Cyprus, which is an island in the Mediterranean. Uh, Tars, uh, Tarsus is just, a, a, uh, I don't know, 30 miles off the northeast coast of Cyprus on the coast of the Mediterranean. And Antioch, which is more centrally located, due north of, pretty much due north of Tarsus in what's called Asia Minor today, also called the country of Turkey. Preaching the word to none but the Jews only. Initially, they were only preaching to the Jews only, I think. Now, they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution of Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews only. So that's going to change. 
Paul is still in Tarsus. But Saul's, Saul's going to come up here, be mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me. And some of them were men of Cyprus, which is another <coughs> island west of... Anyway, Cyprus... Okay, I'm sorry. Same Cyprus, same island. Uh, some getting. Was I confused with Crete? I'm sorry. I might have been confused with Crete. Crete is the one that's in the northeast. I get my islands confused. Look at a map of the Mediterranean. You got Cyprus and Crete, both in the eastern side of the Mediterranean. I think Cyprus is more west. I think Cyprus is west of Crete. Anyway. Um, could be wrong. Might have it backwards. I can't remember. And some of them were men of Cyprus, which is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Barnabas. And Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, which sound Gentile to me, but there were Grecian Jews. They were the ones that stoned, they were part of the ones that stoned Stephen preaching the word of Jesus and had of the Lord and the hand of the Lord was with them and a great number believed and turned to the Lord so um, anyway um, I guess initially when they uh, these Jews or Gentiles? I'm not sure. Then then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church was in Jerusalem. They sent forth Barnabas, who is from Cyprus, that he should go as far as Antioch. So this is where the church starts moving north. And um, when, who, when, Barnabas came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with one purpose of heart that they should cleave unto the Lord which is uh, Christianity 101 and he was a good man Barnabas was a good man full of the Holy Ghost and of faith he, he brought Paul from Damascus to Jerusalem a couple of years before this I think and he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith and much people was added unto the Lord. These could be Jew, Gentile believers now. Could be transitioning from the Jews to the Gentiles. Which is a much bigger field, in my opinion. Devout Jews were about three million, and uh, the rest of the world was Gentile. The Jews have Jews and Gentiles. We have believers and unbelievers whatever, Um, saved and lost. Uh, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus, after he went to to Antioch, he comes south to Tarsus for to seek Saul. It's time to get Saul. Uh, He's been taught by the Lord for two years in the wilderness. He's gone to some named school, and now they're ready to get Saul and put him to work, which I don't think they do in chapter 12. I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, and when he had found Paul, when Barnabas had found Paul, he brought Paul to Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year 
they assembled themselves, so that would be part of the, the three years. I think he spent two years with the Lord and two years uh, in a school in Antioch, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that whole year, they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. Now prophets to me would be the apostles, uh, writers of the New Testament. That's who I think prophets are. But a, a strict definition of prophet would be anybody that, that speaks the word of God. From Jerusalem unto Antioch. But these would probably be Jewish people. Uh, and there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the Holy Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the land. So a prophet also foretold things. Uh, the, the, the measure of a prophet was 100% accuracy back in Deuteronomy, um, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. So you'd have to check your different Caesars there. Um, but now we have... Um, a drought, at least in Jerusalem, probably Judea. And the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. So all that land sharing stuff is gone because the people had to run for their lives and the people that were left, I don't think, are sharing too much of their, they're not selling their homes anymore. They, they already did that. But the apostles were pretty much, uh, I guess, content to live like Jesus with no place to lay their head. Sounds to me. Uh, which also they did. So they sent relief. People gave and they sent relief and sent it by the elders, sent it to the elders, which would be the apostles that are still in Jerusalem, James and his apostle friends, by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So Saul makes another trip to Jerusalem. He made one initially when he left Damascus, headed south to Jerusalem. Then he was headed north to Tarsus. Then he went to Antioch for a year. And now uh, they're taking collections and bringing them to Jerusalem to help feed the uh, elders and other believers that are there. All right, that closes out uh, John chapter 11. So, um, I'm going to say adios to God, and I'm going to say go with God. Vaya con Dios.